Welcome to the OU Moment. Thanks for listening. I'm Shelley Vitanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University. Each week, we showcase the great events, activities, programs, projects, and people at Lamar University. An interdisciplinary team of LU professors has secured a $600,000 grant to support students forced to quit school due to the impact of COVID-19. Two installments of a $300,000 grant from the Texas Higher Education Coordinating Board, Texas Reskilling, uh, to support funds for students has been awarded for these students forced to abandon their educational goals due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Many of these students had to quit to uh, go to work or they were forced out of their jobs. Their jobs were ended because of COVID and they couldn't pay for school. Now, we got the $300,000 in December. That was the first to support uh, 200 students who were completing undergraduate degrees in accounting, computer science, criminal justice, uh, teacher education, and nursing. And uh, the second installment came in February. And those students um, who are graduating will be supported. Students will receive between 500 and 2,500. Um, and el- eligible candidates are all of those who were eligible for financial aid. So we're real excited, real thankful to this uh, group of professors who got together and applied for this grant so that our students could finish their degrees. We're going to have uh, Cardinals graduating here in May, and these students will be among those graduating. We're very excited about that. This past week, big news on Lamar University campus. We got the first installment of our COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, so the entire week in the Esther Student Center, we uh, completed uh, dosing 250 of our Cardinal community. And this was uh, shots given to us by Christus Southeast Texas Health System. So we've applied for shots from the state, but we have not gotten those shots, and Christmas had 250 complete doses. And so we uh, you know, vaccinated our um, those eligible, and the eligibility has been expanded to include 50 years of age and those with comorbidities, um, long-term health residents in, in facilities, as well as frontline workers. So we were excited that we have begun to vaccinate the Lamar University community um, and uh, will continue when we get more shots. We will vaccinate our students and uh, just give vaccines as long as we can, as long as they're available and when they're available, and just keep the, the Lamar University community safe and healthy. Of course, we continue to wear masks, we continue to social distance, but we continue to educate as well. Uh, Lamar University is honoring Inspirational Women. Uh, The Inspirational Women's Award Ceremony will be March 23rd. It's going to honor women who embody this year's theme, Breaking the Glass Ceiling, Excellence and Beyond. And the Office of Global Diversity and Inclusive Excellence is hosting this event on March the 23rd at 4 p.m. in the Plumber Room of the Mary and John Gray Library, which is on our eighth floor. To prepare for this event, this entire month on the LU Moment, we have featured women who um, really, really um, also represent this theme, Breaking the Glass Ceiling. And so we are delighted this week to have with us Julie Wenna, Senior Counsel Community and Acting Regional Counsel for Africa. Julie, welcome. I know you're so busy. I'm so thankful you could take the time to visit with us. Oh, my gosh. Good morning. Everybody's busy. You know, I'm just super grateful to be here and, um, you know, anything for Lamar, anything for LU. Well, that's all. We love to hear that. That is uh, that is <laughs> awesome. So 
Talk to us about your relationship um, with Lamar. Um, where are you from, and, and how did you come to be a Cardinal? Yeah, so I am originally from Houston, Texas, born and raised by way of Nigerian immigrant parents um, who came to this country to seek a better opportunity for themselves and their community back back home. I came to Lamar, you know, I was um, a high school student and I was trying to figure out, okay, where do I want to go? Um, at the time, I was running track and uh, was able to walk onto the track team at LU and just had such a beautiful experience. I mean, you know, Lamar, you know, I always say, like, Houston, Houston, you know, bore me. Like, you know, I was born there, but Lamar really raised me. I had the most beautiful experience in the whole Golden Triangle, um, oh. you know, Beaumont, Arthur, uh, Orange, and Port Arthur, you know, all the many trips that I went to Sarton's Seafood, um, you know, just the good food, the good people. Uh, but that, I, I think I just came to Lamar through, like, a, a counselor and understanding more about their track team. And, um, you know, it was just it was just a magical experience, the highs and the lows. Oh, my gosh, we'd love to hear that. So, um Many, many questions. What was your major? So you ran track the whole time, and you majored in what? So I did not run track the whole time. I uh, only okay. ran my first year. I didn't realize that dropping a class and, like, being under 12 hours made you ineligible. So I didn't run <laughs> um, all of college, which, you know, sometimes sometimes I'm like, gosh, I wish I would have ran the whole time in college. But, look, college sports is a is a different level of commitment. You got your morning workouts, your evening workouts, you know, um, you got study hall, then you go home and really study because you and the other athletes were talking during study hall. So um, <laughs> it was it was such a great experience. But I actually came to Lamar as a biochemistry major, and I was on my way to pharmacy school. I was president of Delta Omicron Chi, the pre-professional organization, there's an organization on campus called PILS, the Pre-Pharmacy Interscholastic League of Students. I founded wow. that and created that name. Um, so I always wonder how my PILS people are doing because I'm like, oh, that's my organization, <laughs> even though I'm a whole lawyer, not <laughs> not a pharmacist. But things really shifted for me after Katrina and Rita happened. You know, you know, mm -hmm. Katrina happened and then all of us were at Ford Park lending a hand, trying to be there for people from New Orleans, only to tell them a few weeks later, hey, we got to pack up and go again. Rita's coming. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, after I came back, you know, situations happened. I didn't have my apartment. Um, you know, I slept on my line sister's couch. I was a member of Alpha, I still am a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority, um, where I was chapter president. And I was faced with the decision of, you know, do you go home and sit out a semester or do you sleep? you know, on oh. your uh, on your sorority sister's couch, um, you know, illegally. Now that I think about it, it was illegal to be, like, in the living room. Um, but I was desperate. And, and right. when, President, when President Jimmy Simmons found out, he was so upset. He was like, what? You haven't had a place to stay. And, and Dr. Simmons and, and Susan and I became very good friends as a result. And I love them deeply and everything they've done for, for Lamar. So... I traded biochemistry for political science. <laughs> oh, excuse me. So, what, so what do you currently do? I, I, you know, like you and I, we we can go on and on and on and talk about the resiliency and how you, like so many of our students now, have come through things that have 
changed their lives and made them better, that's a different conversation because you're so interesting. We've got to move on to what you currently do and, and, and what, your, um, what your path was to your position now. Yeah, so I, um, I ended up, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> going to law school and heading straight into government. I started off at NASA doing intellectual property work um, on the SDS-129 and then got an internship to work for Mrs. Obama. So wow. <coughs> went into government for nearly a decade and then... Um, after the Obama administration, you know, we you leave with the president. <clears throat> I took a little bit of time off and was recruited by Airbnb, and uh, where I lead their global civil rights portfolio and thinking about how we build inclusive products and policies that really affect our community and ensuring that everyone can belong anywhere. So. I've had such a great experience there, have, have learned a lot, have contributed a lot, you know, from increasing our transparency and how we communicate with our user community on their discrimination allegations to launching mm-hmm. this project called Airbnb Project Lighthouse, which is a project that uncovers, measures, and detects discrimination in message threads and how people are communicating with each other to see are people having different experiences based on race perception. So that has been something that's been quite novel in the tech community. And then just the product community more generally, you're seeing people lean more into how are we building out this product? How are we building out this policy? Who's not being thought of in the development of this product, this policy, or this operation? So that's kind of where my sweet spot is, is, helping companies and organizations and entities think through how do we build with everyone in mind from inception to right. cure anything on the back end. Well, it just seems like you're perfectly suited to do that job based on your experiences. It it's, it's, uh, sounds like a lot of fun, too, and, and very um, satisfying because you're making sure that everybody is, uh, is uh, their needs are met. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, you're, you're also a filmmaker and presented a film trailer at Secretary Hillary Clinton Rodham's Institute Conference centered around the arts and healing. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how it connects to your organization, the album and the mixtape? Yeah, yeah. So the, the album and the mixtape is a collective of dreamers, doers, storytellers, and music lovers who create community and content centered around healing and pursuing your life's mixtape, what we call your purpose. And Secretary Clinton, she has this amazing conference every summer led by Dr. Gigi L. Bayumi and Tracy Bass from George Washington Hospital centered around the arts and healing. And how do we marry the two um, mm. to actually advance and promote healing? So we did a documentary centered around this beautiful book of poetry called Preparing My Daughter Parade, and it's this beautiful book of poetry that talks about these four elements, the body, the heart, the land, and the soul, and how we prepare the future generation of women for rain from the sky. So we took that book and created a documentary around it, sharing all of these different experiences. We went to the desert and filmed it because I think there's something very healing and transformative about being in the desert, being in the open air. So that is 
some of the work that we're doing in creating healing content. That is, that is incredible. Now, can we Google all that? Can we find the album, the mixtape? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so our website is albummixtape.com, so you can um, sign up for our cipher, and we'll keep you up to date on all of the work that we're doing. Um, we have a podcast called The Album and the Mixtape where we dissect hip-hop lyrics and give you a call to action through lyricism. Um, so you can find all of that at Album Mixtape or like on our socials, we're on IG, uh, Twitter, and Facebook as well. So we'd love, either if you want to understand it from a content perspective or if you're interested in joining our community so that we can help you design the life that you want, right? Like well, sometimes we're going to have these albums, these day jobs that we may not like, but we are working them because they pay the bills. But your mixtape right. is the thing you would give to the world for free. So how do you make sure that you're living that balanced lifestyle? And that thing you give for free doesn't have to make you money. It, it can just fulfill you. Right. I would love that. Definitely going to look into that. Um, now, when I Googled you, Julie Winna, I got that you were recently appointed to the Women in Product Board. Can you tell us a little bit about that organization and what you hope to contribute during your tenure there? Yeah. So Women in Product connects women in the product management field through online platforms, live events, and it's just robust global community that empowers women with opportunities to collaborate with one another, and we equip the community with resources for advancement. We have 27 chapters worldwide, 33,000-plus members, and 125 events annually across the globe. And I'm, I'm so excited about being part of this board. I mean, the board is, and the team, the women in product team, our CEO and that team, they're just excellent to work alongside. And you know, one of the things that I'm really excited about and to contribute is the opportunity to think through, like, how do we advance efforts that increase access and opportunity for women across the globe, you know, because ultimately building products that shape our world is not a spectator sport. So one of my goals I see in supporting the board is to, to support in creating a well-resourced ecosystem that's rich with inclusion an opportunity that will lead to a world where women are recognized leaders charting the new frontier. You have totally inspired me, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to follow you. We follow you on Twitter, Facebook. Are you all over the place, Julie? I am. So you can find me on, um, I think all my handles are Julie Mixtape. So on Instagram, on Twitter, it's just Julie Mixtape. Um, and I think that's my Facebook now, Julie Mixtape, or you can find the album in the Mixtape community. Like us, join us. We'd love to equip you with tools um, to, to help everyone kind of live their, their best life and, and ultimately their, their purpose, their God-given purpose. That is awesome. Definitely a Lamar University Cardinal um, doing <laughs> great things out in the world, and, and we're so glad that you took the time to visit with you with us on the LU Moment, and um, uh, thank you for inspiring us all. Oh, it's my pleasure, Shelley. L Lamar has been such an integral part of my development. There's, there's nothing I wouldn't do to support this university, so thank you for having me. It's, it's really an honor. Great. Great. Really appreciate it. Appreciate you, too, listener, and thank you for uh, being with us on the LU Moment. I'm Shelley Batanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University, the pride of Southeast Texas. <laughs>